find good businessmen who save all the old envelopes and scraps and would not tear a new sheet of paper if they could avoid it. This is all very well. They may in this way save five or ten dollars a year. But being so economical, only in notepaper, they think they can afford to waste time, to have expensive parties and to drive their carriages. This is an illustration of Dr Franklin's saving at the spigot and wasting at the bunghole. Punch, in speaking of this one-idea class of people, says, They are like the man who bought a penny herring for his family's dinner and then hired a coach and four to take it home. I never knew a man to succeed by practising this kind of economy. True economy consists in always making the income exceed the outgo. Wear the old clothes a little longer, if necessary. Dispense with a new pair of gloves. Mend the old dress. Live on plainer food, if need be. So that, under all circumstances, unless some unforeseen accident occurs, there will be a margin in favour of the income. A penny here and a dollar there, placed at interest, goes on accumulating. And in this way the desired result is attained. It requires some training, perhaps, to accomplish this economy, but when once used to it, you'll find there is more satisfaction in rational saving than in irrational spending. Here is a recipe which I recommend. I have found it to work an excellent cure for extravagance, and especially for mistaken economy. When you find that you have no surplus at the end of the year, and yet have a good income, I advise you to take a few sheets of paper and form them into a book, and mark down every item of expenditure. Post it every day or every week in two columns, one headed necessities, or even comforts, and the other headed luxuries and you will find that the latter column will be double, treble, and frequently ten times greater than the former. The real comforts of life cost but a small portion of what most of us can earn. Dr Franklin says, It is the eyes of others and not our own eyes which ruin us. If all the world were blind except myself, I should not care for fine clothes or furniture. It is the fear of what Mrs Grundy may say that keeps the noses of the many worthy families to the grindstone. In America, many persons like to repeat, we are all free and equal. But it is a great mistake in more senses than one. That we are born free and equal is a glorious truth in one sense. Yet we are not all born equally rich, and we never shall be. One may say, there is a man who has an income of $50,000 per annum, while I have but $1,000. I knew that fellow when he was poor like myself but now he is rich and thinks he is better than I am. I will show him that I am as good as he is. I will go and buy a horse and a buggy. I cannot do that, but I will go and hire one and ride this afternoon on the same road that he does, and thus prove to him that I am as good as he is. My friend, you do not need to take that trouble. You can easily prove that you are as good as he is. You only have to behave as well as he does, but you cannot make anybody believe that you are as rich as he is. Besides, if you put on these airs, add waste your time and spend your money, your poor wife will be obliged to scrub her fingers off at home and buy her tea two ounces at a time and everything else in proportion. In all that you may keep up appearances and after all deceive nobody. On the other hand, Mrs Smith may say that her next door neighbour married Johnson for his money and everybody says so. She has a nice $1,000 camel's hair shawl and she'll make Smith get her an imitation one.
so she will sit in a pew right next to her neighbour in church in order to prove that she is equal. My good woman, you will not get ahead in the world if your vanity and envy thus take the lead. In this country, where we believe the majority ought to rule, we ignore the principle in regard to fashion, and let a handful of people, calling themselves the aristocracy, run up a false standard of perfection. And in endeavouring to rise to that standard, we constantly keep ourselves poor, all the time digging away for the sake of outside appearances. How much wiser to be a law unto ourselves and say, we will regulate our outgo by our income, and lay up something for a rainy day. People ought to be as sensible on the subject of money getting as on any other subject. Like causes produces like effects. You cannot accumulate a fortune by taking the road that leads to poverty. It needs no profit to tell us.